0: Hi there! Welcome back to the Athlete Emerging Podcast, Episode 3, Staying on Hunger's Good Side. In the last episode, I talked about this judgmental relationship that I've had with hunger. I assume that I'm not the only one who's been through that. And how new it is for me to start seeing hunger as a friend and as something useful and giving myself permission to really fuel my body for this super athletic work that I'm doing. So that's fun. That's It's new. It's still a little scary sometimes. Um, the wiring has been in place so long, feeling that taking control of over food and over hunger is the way to go. That being a little bit more responsive and listening in a really non-judgmental way is a challenge that requires a little bit of courage. But I'm excited to be embarking on it. And I wanted to do this episode as a bit of an addendum or a Episode two of exploring the question of hunger. I'm sure it'll probably come up a lot more during this journey, but I'm already ready for the second episode about it because while it's all fine and dandy making friends with hunger, and I love this philosophical notion and I'm enjoying playing with it, I did have one of those days last week that pop up where hunger came on as an insatiable beast with a fury. And I haven't been starving myself. I haven't been trying to restrict or reduce what I've been eating. And I just had this burning craving. It was actually for for yams or sweet potatoes. Actually, There's a lot of confusion about what's a yam and what's a sweet potato. I'm a little bit confused. My current understanding, correct me if you know better and I'm wrong, but I think that the deep, bright orange ones are yams, and the kind of yellowy ones are sweet potatoes. But I still have the habit of calling all of them sweet potatoes, just for ease. But the deep orange one is what I'm talking about. A yam, I think. I really wanted a yam. I'd had a rough workout rough. I loved it. I'm not going to lie. I loved every minute of it. I am crazy about these killer hard workouts. But it had been a really challenging workout, as they all have been over the past week. And I had came home and had one of those Trader Joe's broccoli coleslaw white chicken meat salads. In the past, one of those Trader Joe's salads could sometimes even be two meals. And I'd feel perfectly fine about that. I I loved the days where I felt satisfied with half of a Trader Joe's salad. But today, I came home. I did have some protein shake after that workout. Came home, had this salad. And I was still hungry. And I really wanted a yam. (laughs) And I started thinking, okay, gosh, well, I guess I guess I need to be putting more complex carbohydrates in my body because it really feels like that's what my body's asking for. couldn't find anything around. I had some couple days old brown rice with some Indian food in the fridge. Going stale rice didn't sound very good. My sweetheart had picked up some relatively healthy uh, quinoa-based chocolate chip pecan cookies. At our local restaurant that we really like is a cookie so it's still really not the healthiest choice in the world and it has added sugars and all this kind of stuff and it does have some refined flours in there but uh, it felt like that may have been the best choice in the moment so I went for half of one of these cookies because I'm still a little bit addicted to self-control and waited for a little while They say, you've probably heard this before, they say it takes 20 minutes from what you eat to hit the stomach, register, and send signals back to the brain that it's received that food, okay, it can turn off the hunger mechanism. So I tried to wait it out. I was still hungry. I ended up eating the leftover rice in the fridge. That... Tided me over for a little while. It had some veggies with it, too, so it was a, a bit more balanced food. And at this point, within within a two-hour window now, I've had protein shake, Trader Joe's salad, half the cookie, plus the leftover Indian food with the brown rice, and still hasn't quite hit that craving. I still have a craving for yams. And at this point, I'm thinking, okay, I had to have had enough food What's going on? The fear starts to set in a little bit. What is this hunger? It feels out of control. Can you relate to that feeling? Have you ever been in that situation where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to feed you, body. I'm trying to give you what you ask for. I'm sorry, I don't have any yams. I'll go to the store. I'll buy yams tomorrow. Please accept one of my substitutes. Why are you still hungry? Why can I not fill this hole that's inside the center of my body right now. Didn't I didn't think it was an existential hunger. It didn't feel particularly emotional or psychological. I really physically felt hungry, but it felt out of control. And I hate that feeling. It's a scary feeling. And I talked to my coach about it the next day, a couple days later, whenever our next session was. And I got some strategies for how to prevent this raging beast of a hunger because that's a distinctly different feeling for me than him working really hard i need to fuel my muscles i need to eat of course i need to eat but this voracious feed me i can't get enough food no matter what i do i need to just constantly eat all the time that, that doesn't feel like me and it doesn't feel like what I want to be doing with, with my life, right? I don't want to just be a professional eater. Uh, and I can't imagine that that would be what would be most beneficial for this transformation journey either. So, talk to Brian about it. And here's some stuff that he gave me that I'll be playing with in the coming weeks, months of this journey, and maybe some of it will be helpful to somebody out there in internetville. At the very least, it'll be a good reminder for me to sort of talk myself through it. One of the first things that he addressed, I think the first thing he addressed after I relayed this whole tale to him of the hunger monster having dominated... Oh, by before I launch into that, I should let you know the conclusion of the hunger monster story. So we, uh, my sweetheart and I, ended up leaving the house, going out, and finding a local restaurant that had a side of sweet potatoes. And by the time I got there, my system was so confused. Another... Another thing, an hour and a half had passed. There was a little bit of room for food. I ended up getting my side of sweet potatoes. I also had a couple little black bean burger patties because at this point my body was, felt like, ready for some more protein. It had been a few, uh, I think it had been about three hours at this point since the original Trader Joe's chicken salad. And then fruit just sounded really good. So I put together this bizarre dinner of a bowl of fruit, these little black bean burger patties um, without any of the fixings or bun or any of that because I didn't care about any of that. And my blessed, blessed grilled sweet potato discs. They were sweet potatoes. They were not yams, but it was okay. They still hit the spot. And I ate about half of that food that came not out of a desire to try to control myself, but just that felt like it was all my system needed. And so the hunger monster was finally lulled back to sleep yay the story has a good conclusion so i don't need to leave you with a cliffhanger before launching into the strategies for staying on hunger's good side how do i keep this beast from raging and giving me that horrible out of control insatiable feeling okay back on to the strategies the first question that brian asked me was how are you refueling right after your workouts what's the first thing that you eat And this one I knew because it's been consistent lately. I pulled out my shaker bottle and I said I have my MRM Naturals Whey Protein. Because, you know, I'd been doing research on bodybuilding.com and a few of these other websites where some of my heroes can be found. And having protein shakes during and after workouts seemed to be a big piece of advice that I was finding out there. So I've been playing with that. Doing that fairly consistency. He said, okay, all right, how many grams of sugar are in that? And I remember looking at that on the label, and I've been experimenting with trying to keep my added sugars low based on a few different systems recommendations lately. So I knew that this protein shake only had something like three or four grams of sugars, uh, you know, on the Nutrition Facts label. And I was proud of that, I thought that was great. And I told Brian, and he said, that's not enough. What? (laughs) All right, paradigm shift. So I've been listening to Tim Ferriss, who says if I wanna be in competition shape to go strut around in a bikini on stage, I shouldn't even be having fruit, any kind of sugar at all. Sugar is just a bad word in my lexicon. I have a feeling that may change in the coming year, but it just seems like everything that I've learned and all of the eating practices that I've been exploring over the past few years at least, sugar has just been the enemy. That's what I'm used to, and Brian said, I want you to be having more quickly absorbable available carbohydrates right after your workout. Whoa, scary. Okay, so he went on to explain that I've been doing these kick-ass workouts. I'm giving everything that I have in this workout. I'm totally depleting my body's glycogen stores. Now the body needs glycogen for everything that it does. It's, It's the root of our energy systems. It's when glycogen breaks down in the body, it's my understanding that the, the pieces of that and the byproducts of that really fuel kind of everything else that happens in our body we have to have that blood sugar we're just pretty much useless without it so this is starting to make sense to me as brian's making this explanation and he says that protein is great but if you have no sugars left How is your body going to break it down and digest it and use it to build muscle? It needs sugar to perform all of its functions. And he always likes to jump in and specify. I don't mean that you need to go out and have a box of cupcakes or a tub of ice cream. He says I'm not talking about having junk food after the workout. But he did recommend having a piece of fruit. Or he said he'll come back from a run and have a glass of apple juice whoa juiced fruit if you have been studying anything of popular food speak (laughs) in recent years as i've kind of made a hobby i've also gotten used to seeing fruit juice as a bad avoid at all costs enemy food so okay so i am i'm not sure if i'm ready to move into fruit juice But I think I can have a piece of fruit after my workout. He said, or a a food bar, or hummus and pita. He said, just something that has quickly available carbohydrates for the body to put to use. I said, okay, that sounds sounds pretty good. He said, when you were describing your cravings for carbohydrates, he said, I think that may be where it came from. Even though you got those carbohydrates in later, your body had been really needing them earlier, and that feeling just kind of stuck. And that took us into our next topic of conversation, which was what he coined the red zone around hunger. And this can be for a particular food, like it is in my case for having some sort of quickly available carbohydrate after a workout, or it can be in timing of food in general. And I'm more familiar with it in terms of timing, because I feel like that's a concept I was introduced to several years ago, but in terms of like right after workout, specific food is a new piece for me, and it's a helpful reminder around timing. The idea of the red zone is that you hit that point, you know, where you're hungry, and you're hungry, and then you're hungry, And then past a certain point, even when you do eat, you don't experience fulfillment from it. It's like it can never really satisfy you because it's too late. And you might eventually get the stomach filled up, but Brian was even saying for him, sometimes the rest of the day just feels off if he's gotten into that red zone with his hunger, cross that red line. So that's another thing that I'm on the lookout for. I'm experimenting with erring on the side of eating too soon, too early, too much, too much readily available carbohydrate. All of these things that I'm used to making bad as opposed to erring towards the side of not enough bioavailability right now of what my food eat is, what my body needs, excuse me, and eating too late and getting into that red line where I'm kind of just at a loss. Another thing to know about the red line that I'm playing with is being aware that if I do have a off day, I don't bring my food with me, I can't get to a healthy choice in time, and I do get into that red zone, that it's okay to A, forgive myself for that, oh my goodness, to stop and take a big breath, and know that it's okay to be human, and to make food choices that aren't always perfect, And then to just know that the system may feel a little bit off the rest of the day. I may be getting weird hunger signals. And to just be mindful and (laughs) forgivenessful, forgiving, around that too. You know, so... That I don't spend the rest of the day beating myself up for feeling off or saying, oh, what's wrong with me? Or trying to constantly fix this weird feeling of hunger, but just knowing that it's there because I redlined and that the body will find itself back in balance soon enough. So those were my after workout and throughout the day pieces. The one other piece for staying on hunger's good side, and preventing this raging beast from emerging that Brian asked me about was about how much water I'm drinking, which I've trained myself to be really on top of. It's always between 80 and 100 ounces. But he asked when I'm drinking it also, which for me is throughout the day, starting with about a glass in the morning. And one of the things that we're playing with, and we'll see if it has any effect for me, is increasing that morning water a bit. So he said, he said, doesn't mean you have to, he he knows me, check this out, he knows me pretty well by now and how I will take a recommendation to the extreme because I wanna do it right. He said, you don't need to go and have 64 ounces of water within your first five minutes of waking up. <laughs> oh, okay, good. All right, I don't need to do that. So there's there's one guideline. He said, you're doing a glass of water in the morning right now. Try just pushing that to a glass and a half. Let's see if we can get that body a little bit more hydrated right off the bat. He did say, all right, your water drinking sounds like it's stellar, but when you first wake up is the optimal time for your body to be able to use that water because it's the most dehydrated and your stomach is also the emptiest that it will be throughout the day. So you're hit, it's a hitting on an empty stomach and your body can do absolutely whatever it needs to do with that water and put it to work right away, which totally made sense to me. And given the, the axiom that we've all heard about the body confusing Thirst for hunger. You've probably heard that one. The idea is that we're so chronically dehydrated that we oftentimes think that we're hungry when actually we're thirsty and we'll go reach for food when water would actually be much more effective. I'm pretty, I feel like I'm pretty good on that one throughout the day. It may be something useful to somebody who's listening. But the piece that's new for me that I'll be playing with in the coming weeks is stacking on a little bit more first thing in the morning to just really get that foundation going. I'm gonna talk more in the future about that starting the morning because Brian and I went on to talk further about that. But the water is really, I think, the important piece that I'm playing with right now for keeping hunger something that stays friendly so that I can be friendly with it throughout the day. So a little kind of review, it's having a little bit more water first thing in the morning. It's making sure that I get readily available natural sugars, natural carbohydrates in some form right after my workout and making sure that I don't get into that red line as much as possible, being forgiving of myself if I do. To keep the hunger monster at bay. So that's my new challenge, my new exploration for this week. Hopefully there's something useful in there. And I will continue to keep you updated on the journey. Say goodbye to the hunger monster. (laughs) Thanks for listening.